Episode 531 of the Leadcast Podcast. I'm your host, Nick the King Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Frost Rockarts. Hey, how's it going? And Colton Blue Basket Sweat. Welcome to this special 420 edition of the Leadcast <laughs> Podcast. We it's the weed a... day. It's the funny number. <laughs> we have a full house, which is a good feeling. Um, we've got a couple new patrons, a little bit of Leadcast news, a tiny bit of new news, um, including some pretty exciting... Uh, 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 champion roadmap uh, news that that came out pretty recently. We've got an ad uh, from our our friends at Manscaped, and then we'll close it out with uh, competitive league roundtable and uh, Zorica's mail time, aka mail fight. Uh, Aiden, how was your two weeks, bud? I've played three games of league. Yeah, <laughs> um, and all of those were over a week ago. Uh, they were. Eight days and ten days and ten days ago. So I haven't played much league in a little bit. I've been very busy. Uh, I got to puppy this past week. Um, I haven't touched my computer since Friday because of it. Um, yeah. But it, it's good. I'm, he's he's cute as can be. So I, I love him very much. I'll I'll show the Discord at some point. Uh, he's he's awesome. Uh, that being said, I fucking have had a hankering to talk about League of Legends. I really wanted to record and talk about it, but I've just been mm-hmm. fucking swamped. So if you guys don't see me for a little bit, uh, Nick and Colton will we'll do a good job while I'm uh, busy. But Yeah, we'll keep uh, the hell down. Yeah. Um, outside of that, um, I don't think there's too much else that I really... I really haven't done a lot. The only thing I really did was play three games of League and... <laughs> I've played a lot of Slay the Spire uh, because that was the free game on PlayStation this month. Uh, The other free game was uh, Bikini uh, SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom. If you guys ever played that, yeah, the fucking remaster. So, in as a as a Slay the Spire lover, what what were you were you really into a certain deck or a certain play style on one of the decks? So it's funny because I played a lot of Slay the Spire on the computer. When I say a lot, I don't mean Colton a lot. I mean like me a lot, like. 30 hours like or 30 whatever hours. right <laughs> yeah um yeah, yeah. and i pretty well i i played there i i went on all the characters on the the like uh first run or whatever like not the ascension runs um mm-hmm. but after that i only played uh D- defect uh and now i'm still only playing the same character <laughs> <laughs> or defect or whatever it's, is like he's so yeah. fucking sick yeah the defect is a lot of fun and i think has more interesting builds than a lot of the other characters yeah um as someone who has tried and i think i still haven't finished i i've won ascension 20 on all of the characters Mm -hmm. except the ironclad where i think i'm like stuck on 19 um it's i don't know you grow to appreciate the other characters more grinding through the different ascension levels but oh for sure i think the biggest thing is that like uh defect is or defect is like um it's the one of the most unique classes i've played in like a roguelike game and that's, <laughs> i feel like that's what draws me to it the most it's like ironclad is still pretty basic so same with uh the silent is the second one right they're pretty fucking yeah. like basic 
character designs. Like if you were going to make a game like this, you'd probably end up with those in your draft of characters, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. I think they're very, you know, straightforward where it's like, okay, ironclad is right. Like, okay, you're playing a knight. Warrior, so yeah. Like <laughs> doing really big hits, you know, taking damage and surviving it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you've got like the, oh, what if we did like a sneaky rogue character that throws yeah. a bunch of daggers or has poisons? And then like with the fourth character, the Watcher, which came out later, right? Yeah. E- even there, it's like, okay, you've got like the classic monk archetype of like lots of low impact strike and like manipulating energy with the different yeah. stances. And then you're like, what if you had a robot that like channeled magic orbs? Oh, dude, the fucking just channeling orbs and dealing. That's just such a fucking cool mechanic. It, it's, it's only like everything's fun in that game. The game's really good, but it it's so fucking good. Like that uh, character design that I just only want to play. <laughs> so yeah, it's been great though. Uh, I, I just, like then then SpongeBob, dude. That game, uh, it doesn't have a sprint button. Which, as a fucking ten-year-old kid <laughs> playing that game, I probably didn't care. But if it's rough, man, without games yeah. should have sprint buttons. Uh, but it, I don't know. I'm trying to like play through it just because whatever's nostalgia bait. Um, some of that game's that's hard, by game. the way. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, anyways, that's kind of been my week. Uh, what about you, Colton? Um, so I have been playing a lot of League and uh, actually been relatively successful this week. So I'm I'm up about 190 LP. Um, been playing insane by the way been playing a lot of uh, ad carry uh, mostly misfortune with a little bit of jinx in there or uh, like you know I'll, I'll play like viger or mage or even like tom kench if we need that for the composition i've been really enjoying playing tom kench as a carry because like that's one of the things that pisses me off so much is like your team locks in like talon rengar aurelia top and send a support and it's like oh yeah let me just play samira and we'll be complete ad it's like no no like ad carry players should have a mage or something in their mm-hmm. repertoire i think um i think tom kench has been really good for that because people love picking squishy assassins or marksmen's and it's like all right whatever i guess i'm playing a really farmed tank in the bot lane yeah um See, that's been going really well. I'll probably talk about Misfortune a little bit more later because you had mentioned it in a Metakaiser mm-hmm. maybe a month and a half ago. And I do think she's really strong, but I, I I do think that the optimal way to play her is a little mm-hmm. different than what you had said back then. It is funny, Colton, because like that, that's how it's evolved. Literally, when I was doing it, no one was building... Well, it was like some people were building Muramana, but like it was like super uncommon because it's it's a pretty like a slow build like if you go muramana um especially for a character who's as lane dominant yeah and you try to just like like, misfortune tries to be Mm -hmm. yeah you're just trying to like spike off like eclipse and then double pen was the idea but like it turns out that yeah you can just go muramana and then your abilities just do fucking a a bazillion damage so Mm -hmm. um but yes that's been that i uh have been playing a lot of legends of runeterra as well where i just got to plat so considering making a push for diamond in legends of runeterra I, I really haven't been playing it seriously at all but you know in playing my like pvp dailies and playing them in ranked i've been steadily climbing mm-hmm. um and then i played like two or three games of valorant Hell because yeah. i was like shit i'm plat in uh in legends of runeterra now i'm diamond in league i'm plat in tft like do i do i go for the 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 fucking clean sweep 
I, I feel like I'd try and like push for diamond and everything, which I'm confident I can get in everything but Valorant. I might have to cap myself at like gold or plat in Valorant because I'm not good at shooters. <laughs> but it was it's been really like interesting because I've been going in and I've only got like the seven or eight characters that are default. So it's like, they're like, okay, pick this or pick this. And I'm like, I don't own any of those. I don't know what they do. Yeah. I don't know the map. I don't know the call-offs. I don't even know the guns. Um, and people have been a little bit flaming me, but I just get into the lobby and I'm like, hey, I've played Counter-Strike. Um, I don't know this game, the map, the heroes, the abilities. I know nothing, but I'm going to try. And like, if you want to flame me, flame me. But I'm in a match made game with you, so you're probably not great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say that part, but that's my thought is that like, if I'm in a match made game with these people and I haven't played this game in like over a year, I don't really care about their opinion. That is like one of the, the best like non curse word insults. Yeah. It's just like, well, I'm in your, your ELO, so yeah <laughs> like what does that say about you right they're just like what the fuck are you doing how are you that bad i'm like i'm in a match made game with you yeah <laughs> it means you're that bad also yeah. um but yeah that's that's something i'm probably gonna try and do a little bit more of um at, at least to get a, a baseline going for when i maybe try and do an actual valorant grind if you ever learn it teach me <laughs> well i've got a, i've got some friends who play a lot of valorant so i might pop over to that discord server mm -hmm. and it's... have them teach me the game um uh, but I... yeah that's that's about it for my week nick what you been um, up to i think i played a bit on my smurf uh i haven't played any games on my main in two weeks uh i'll probably play some soon tm within two weeks yeah, within two weeks for sure that's not never happening ever again in my entire life um yeah i mean i i don't know i think uh the game's in an okay spot i wouldn't say that there's anything like necessarily good or bad it's just you know some games are frustrating some games are fun and sometimes you nah sometimes there there games. are bad things that exist right now like what i actually think the game is like act actually like unironically like in a pretty pretty balanced state i think that ap kaisa is a fucking crime they're gutting um, her next patch i also think she's yeah. fucking dog shit terrible in solo queue uh i disagree i haven't seen one do bad in solo queue but <laughs> i haven't seen one in solo queue period i've i've seen a lot of them and it's it's super fun to watch her do three characters like two-thirds of their health from off screen mm -hmm. and you just don't get to play the game it's um, crazy on a similar note though i don't think it's quite as bad i don't i don't like lethality airy uh zaya i i don't think it's nearly as like irritating as getting like two-thirds of your health from a fucking kaisa w off screen mm -hmm. but i i want zaya to be a crit ad carry not just spend the whole lane throwing fucking feathers at me for a quarter of my health i think you're getting her as well next patch <laughs> yep um, but there are other people that they aren't nerfing still for some reason. What what characters would you like to see nerfed, Colton? That aren't um, being nerfed. I gotta I gotta think about it now, because I I've been playing bot lane and no braining. It's it's tough, right? Because when you play AD carry, you don't really have to think. You just you just click to auto attack. Mm -hmm. You just right click their head. You just click. Their yeah. Head so head. my my league IQ is down significantly. <laughs> Um, from playing like hard roles like jungle and support i do actually think people who like 
play any carry are fucking like insane. Why would you ever play a, a like you choose to pick characters who are worthless fifty percent of your games? Like <laughs> well, the games you do all are so sick. I was I was yeah mean. yeah. I mean the highs are high, but like fuck if you have a like if if you have if you're the losing eighty carry, yeah. why like you just don't ever want to play League of Legends again. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm always down for Fiora nerfs. Um, Grades. That character's not ever played. She's yeah. I don't like, care. I don't want Fiora. I don't want Fiora in any game you're ever. Delusional. All right. I I rescind my question. I'm not. Listening um. To but it. legitimately, I think Kane is another character I'd want to see some nerfs too. Hmm. Blue. Um. I mean both. Like Jesus, he does a Kane hater. He does way too much damage. Like if he plays blue, he just hundred to zeros you with just W. And if he plays red, he's doing more damage than like assassins while being able to full heal if he lands a Q. Okay. I think the only thing that I would like to change be to change is the uh <laughs> the effectiveness of Death Stance. <laughs> that item is way too good. True, yeah, we can nerf Death Stance, but it's it's funny that like the only thing I would like to change about the game is it, it Nick you said like it sucks if you're losing AD carry, um you can never like come back sort of thing. Uh, the only AD, only character I want nerfed in the game is the only AD carry that can come back, and it's Jinx. <laughs> ah, yes. I, because so Jinx wasn't nerfed in this last patch, right? She's getting nerfed in the episode. She patch. wasn't in the last patch, but she is getting nerfed. Okay, because I patch. I I complained about her in, in one of my Smurf games. Like, how the fuck did this character avoid nerfs for you know the the twelve months that she's been popular? And then it is someone... just. <laughs> Someone complained. Like someone said, like they literally last patch, and I thought I was high. Wait, Jinx from Arcane? Jinx yeah. from Arcane, yeah, dude. Yeah, it is crazy they're, though. They're like, dropping her base health by fifty, yeah, by f- I think. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah, it's just crazy that like she's the only carry that can like if you're losing, you can still win fights because if your team gets the first kill, you just are you just have yep. more stats than the other AD carry. Like even if you're behind like two items. <laughs> I wish. I wonder if um. I wonder if the wiki has um like gold efficiency on our passive stats yeah i'm sure it's gross for sure because it's a uh, lot yeah. you, you do get a lot oh, and then she also just has like the advantage of like her rockets is one of the highest range auto attacks in the game do you know it's 200 at max rank 200 range mm-hmm. i i didn't know that exactly but i i know that like jinx with her q in in you know fish bones form like she i think is the same range as caitlin or just a little less like i mean the downside is like you you don't have a lot of attack speed in that form i guess before you're passive uh no yeah but like it 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 costs mana as well yeah um but if you're going to be presence like you're supposed to and then like if you proc lethal tempo or you're passive you get a bunch of attack speed as well as how they changed her Q where if you just put like one chain gun auto in every now and then you can keep the full attack speed while in rocket launcher form. Um, yeah, it's, it's nuts. I've been playing a lot of jinx too. It definitely um, like sees the most effect in solo queue where like, I feel I found this a lot on Cogma as well. Jinx and Cogma are the two characters where you see it the most where people at every ELO don't really know characters damage. So they'll just like walk up to you for like uh, one second and you'll just kill them like yeah. before they can react and i feel like jinx and cog are the characters that you see that the most often on because they just like walk up you fucking start killing them and they try to walk away but your range is so mm-hmm. gross like uh, it's yeah. fucking crazy it's it's wild on those i also like 
as I've said, I've been playing a lot of Misfortune, and it's hilarious how people do not understand how much damage she does late game. Like, early game, they're afraid because, like, she is an early game bully, but her damage really isn't that high. But, like, if you get to three or four items and you just, like, auto-queue somebody for two-thirds of their health, like, they they do not know how to deal with it. (laughs) Her ult does so much fucking damage, and I feel like yeah. it's really hard to to like, like the the hitboxes aren't aren't necessarily true to the animation on the very edges. Colt, what was the yeah. amount of damage that your ult was gonna do that one game if like they ate the entire thing? Um, <laughs> you've posted about it, I think. It was in, like uh, yeah, no, it 6, was it was it, no, it was seven thousand was the base number, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which didn't account for man immune damage or it critting which i had 80 percent crit chance yeah it's insane and an infinity edge like i was i was giga fed that game but like the the thought that i could put out thirty five thousand damage or more in a team fight with one ability is wild um that being said as i've been playing like a lot of misfortune like i, I don't know you do a lot of damage without your r even mm-hmm. if you're running the lethality build if you're playing it right and a lot of times players aren't just gonna like sit there and eat your ultimate um but like yeah if you're if you're properly like using your w and q and team fights and getting a bunch of love tap procs she does ridiculous damage it is funny because she's supposed to like she's supposed to be the immobile lady carry who dies to like really like as two assassins and stuff but when you're like turbo fed on her an assassin just gets one hit by you with auto q auto like before they can do anything (laughs) you're the assassin yeah so I guess since we're talking about her already, I'm gonna bring up my my quick uh, issues with your misfortune pitch from last time. Okay. Um, Man immune. I think you should be getting it and running it every game. If you choose to start tier, I think it's good, but I think it lowers your bully potential a little bit. I typically go longsword and a refillable. Um, I think that first strike is way better than comet. I think you do pretty comparable damage, but you just get so much free shit by going first strike and free boots and then the fact that it can just make your ultimate do 10% more damage late game is obscene um, because you just deal 10% more damage while first strike is active yeah Um, so you again you just do ridiculous damage and it's pretty easy to get like to to proc it every time it's up if you just hit E then you're going to get like 7 or 8 gold if you manage to like e auto q you're gonna get like 10 12 and late game you can get like 50 to 100 gold um i've been having a lot of success with first strike um i I think cooldown lucidity boots every game you just don't need attack speed on the character um and then especially like late game once you have your w maxed which you maxed second you get so much free attack speed from that shit you max it second (laughs) yeah what do you max you e, e, e max lost yeah e that's fucking wild e, the only reason i use e is the proc mana flow and first strike that's um, crazy because e your w goes from like plus 30 percent to like plus 100 percent attack speed hmm. um so like it lets you be an actual 80 carry without any attack speed items okay. um but yeah outside of that um i i mean those are like the big things where i think Muramana is really key um, if they have a ton of shields, Serpent Fang is a ridiculously good item. Otherwise, though, like if you can just go the Eclipse Collector, Muramana, Lord Dom's Infinity Edge, and then like 
if you get to six items, I would say absolutely sell your boots for uh, the one that's Executioners and Zeal. I don't remember what it's called. Mortal Reminder? I think More, is what it yeah. is. Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah, like you, you get enough movement speed from your W, and then that gives you just like more attack speed, more crit, heal cut. Um, you just you just slap everybody. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So that's I think the only other I guess small thing I would mention is like as a trading pattern. Um, generally, like if you can auto Q auto, obviously that's best. But if you can only secure one auto. You want to queue auto, not auto queue, because then you're going to get two love tap procs as opposed to just one. Because when the queue bounces, it'll hit something behind it, and then your next auto is going to be on a new target. Um, so that's like a good way to get a little bit more damage in. And then um, I guess a lot of people who probably don't play a lot of Misfortune. Her W resets its cooldown when you hit things for the first time in proc love tap. Um, so that's really good for like taking towers is like you pop W, auto tower a few times, and then like Q a minion, auto another one, and that counts as like three love tap procs. So you can like W again for more attack speed. So that's that's misfortune. Get some get some free low and melt teams. Hell yeah. Awesome. Want to drop it, jump into the uh, heart of the show? Yeah, my week was good. <laughs> oh, sorry, um, Nick. No, I'm just, I'm just joking. I didn't have anything more to add. We played Jackbox. Um, that was cool. Pog. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, shout out to our new patrons, Christian, Jesse, and Quinkles. Thank you very much for your support. Uh, do we have any league cast news, Aiden? Uh, the patron show is going to be recorded this weekend, so it'll be up uh, in soon. So uh, stay tuned. It's going to be a spooky one. This is actually not going to be spooky at all. It's just going to be cool. <laughs> not spooky. 0% spooky. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, we've got a little bit of new news. We've got an Olaf mini rework, which we'll talk about, um, I guess, as like he moves to the PBE soon-ish. Um, if he's not already on the PBE already... Um, but they're making a bunch of changes. Um, yeah, can we talk about them? Like, I, I just want to like just oh, sure, fucking yeah. gush about it. Have you guys read anything of better? I have. No? Yeah, I, I think that this is like, like the perfect modernization <laughs> of a of a champion. To be honest, so it's it's fucked. Uh, Colton, have you read it or no? Just like for context, um, I've I've looked at it briefly. I can't remember it, but I've okay. I've seen it. Anyways, so um, it's one of those things where it's it's fucking bonkers but i think if they want to rework old characters i think they should just make them op i think that's actually so sick because i think newer characters typically are overpowered because that's how power creep works so why not make older characters when you rework them just fucking crazy um so the whole thing is i'll just go through it like really really quick um so there's some base stat changes whatever um his passive is getting changed so it um grants max max efficiency uh at 30 percent um uh health um and it starts like the scaling starts at forty um, percent attack speed rather than uh, starting at like one percent when you're like missing one HP. So like you get attack speed like much easier. So like your optimal clear isn't fucking just taking tower shots anymore before you start your clear, which is fucking crazy. Um, the increase uh, there's cool cooldown uh, restore increase on his Q, so you're going to be throwing axes more quickly. His W. Um, oh, also his passive now has the life steal from his W on it, which is is sick. So it's just so a passive. Sick. Yeah, uh, his W because hey, the, the healing's not on his W anymore. So his <laughs> when you activate W, you get a shield 
um, based on your missing HP, uh, which so is fucking, fucking crazy. crazy. Uh, it still has the attack speed stereo and all that stuff, but just no longer healing because that's on your passive. Um, and then zero changes to his E. It's still going to be the true damage thing. But his ultimate, here's where it gets fucking crazy. So current Olaf has the issue of you kind of have to ult to get into a fight or else you get like kited and like uh, just CC'd. Uh, sorry, okay, just kited. Um, so your ult would always be like gone by the time you get in. So new Olaf ult is going to lose half its duration from six seconds to three seconds. But every single time you auto attack someone or hit your E on someone, it extends the duration of your ultimate uh, to 2.5 seconds. So Olaf can refresh his ultimate indefinitely. Yeah, it um it drains extremely fast, so you have to like be in combat a lot. Uh, oh, and you don't lose the um you don't lose the stats. Yeah, that was so weird that you fucking R, lost ours. Yeah, that was. Well, I think it made sense like specifically for Olaf, where like, you know, he is a berserker. You should be you you trade the higher damage for being a bit squishier, you know. Yeah, I I just feel like that's it's it's weird in a game like League. I feel like there's very few abilities in the game that do negative effects for to you for using outside of like what blitzcrank w is there a single other one in the game where you um, lose stats by using an ability i mean uh, if, unless we count like health costs probably not um, yeah i mean for a while with master Yi, when you yeah you lost the like bonus you, damage on yeah e. you lost the bonus damage on e but they, after they changed that cast. right yeah they, they've changed that yeah i just feel like it's now, a game design thing in league where like yeah. typically they don't want you to lose stuff for using an ability yeah, you don't want to you don't want to not use an ability because it makes your character weaker. Yeah. Interesting. Either way, I think his ultimate refreshing is going to be fucking nightmare fuel. Like, I think it's going to be OP. I'm so down for. It. I think he should be fucking wacko tobacco. Like I think it's going to be crazy. Like you just get in and then <laughs> cuz the current way to deal with Olaf is you just have to survive until his ult's over, right? Yeah, you can't wait. CC him. You can't out-damage him. You can't kill him because he's tanky because he builds, like, Gore Drinker and shit. So you are you're, you just have to survive. If you can't survive because he just can't, infinitely have, has ultimate, what do you do? <laughs> like, Play Jarvan. You die. Yeah. <laughs> put, him, put him in a box and then EQ out. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking crazy, though. That, I'm that, really that excited. Said, yeah, I think we'll definitely see a big resurgence of Olaf. And then I think as a reaction to that, we'll probably see an additional resurgence of Jarvan jungle of, you know, Anivia and Trundle and then like disengage characters. Like, because now, especially that he can just keep going. It's like, okay, we don't, we, it's not just wait five seconds. It's, you know, he can't hit anything. So if that means Shirelia's away and like empowered karma E, and just wait for it to be done or yeah. put up an anivia wall to stop him from hitting things like i it's going to be strong like and there will be responses i would like to posit that i think this act like what is actually going to happen is he's going to fucking break top lane uh yeah. i think the changes are so much better for him top than jungle like he he is absolutely going to smash top lane matchups yeah it's gonna it's gonna be wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think we'll definitely see him in the top lane. Want to quickly talk about the champion roadmap? I think there's tons of exciting stuff in here. Um, if there you are, guys but it's like such such a small amount of of information that I'm not really sure if we can like glean a bunch from it. You know? Yeah, they so they published a champion roadmap. Um, it's got a bunch of like 
teasers as to new characters and some adjustments but it so we were getting a void character in empress yeah empress uh, a colorful uh, stranger it's a been jungler. linked to right the the per the character like on youtube or am i just getting click bladed the 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 void character it's been leaked has it i, oh, saw, I don't know i, I, I haven't saw seen someone it. link it but i didn't see a thread on the subreddit so i just so assumed it was it, fake it's a void I, jungler is what on. we know i'm gonna click on this fucking video really quick i can't tell okay. if it's a meme or not because like i saw it and i'm like this looks like a meme Okay, it's not. It's literally the real thing. Okay, <laughs> but is it really? Because I don't. I still don't see anything on the subreddit. Well, I, I, the subreddit literally is under Riot's control. Um, if it's like unofficial leaks, is the biggest thing. Oh, uh, I, okay. Like, uh, yeah, all the that's a, that's a discussion for another time. Either way, the character is, yeah, okay. is going to be called Belveth. Velveth, <laughs> which cool. is a, a fucking hard to say that because uh, it kind of looks like a weird Velkos, and I'm like, oh, this is a meme because it's a video of Velkos's character model being fucked up or something. No, it's actually a character. Like, will you huh. send the link to it to us? Uh, yeah, I can send it really we'll, quick. We'll have to check that out after the show. Um, uh, yeah, but, but it looks cool. Yeah, it's it's a void jungler, and apparently it's been leaked, so you can check that out. Um, there's a colorful stranger which seems to me to be of Astaya probably but from like another land so who knows yeah um we've got you know a little bit more talk about Udir coming up you know they you know talk about more of just like the finishing up of getting all of his skins together uh, making sure his ultimate skin is where they want it to be and you know having his rework ready um and then we've got aurelian soul they're planning on doing a mild rework to or a comprehensive gameplay update because they're like his theme and his lore is fine his gameplay just sucks um so they're they're adjusting him yeah it's cool they're making a new type of update though which is like as you mentioned the comprehensive gameplay update which it, it, they're like hey it works for this is for two characters those that have high quality art narrative uh, but whose gameplay doesn't quite deliver on the fantasies or champions with more complicated gameplay issues that can't be solved with changing one or two abilities hmm. so it's cool they're in- implementing a new type of thing because they're like hey Aurelian Souls is like cool as fuck like he, he actually is super sick but like he just doesn't function well in the game at all so interesting so mm-hmm. like maybe they'll touch up his visuals like a smidge but not you know a fully fully reworked in that department that's really cool yeah, yeah. It's a great i wonder idea. If, if i wonder if those type of changes will turn around faster um i assume the art is what takes the longest it, um, it's funny that you say that because like we talked about the udir really briefly right they said like hey they're pretty well done like udir but like spirit guard udir is going to take they're like it's the same as fucking making a whole new character mm-hmm because like every single one of Udir's skins is gonna like takes forever to make, but then the Spirit Guard Udir is fucking just that like times two. A lot, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool though. Talked about Spirit Guard, they're gonna keep all of his um forms the same as like the original pre-rework. Oh, um, that's really cool. Yeah, that's fucking sick. Yeah, and then last thing in the roadmap is uh, a little bit of concept art for Skarner. They haven't really gotten into it. So this is just somebody at Riot was throwing together some ideas. They look sick. We don't know which, if any of these, are actually going to be what he becomes. But 
uh, Skarner rework is on its way uh, soon, TM. Yeah. Oh, and they, they talk about a um, a new area of Sharima with a high-skill top-lane tank. Yeah, so, that'll be later be, this year. It sounds I'm sick. sure that character won't be fucking broken. Definitely not. <laughs> high-skill tank? Sounds like high-damage tank. Is Orin the last like true tank to be to be released? Yes. Yeah. Dang, and we're seeing how well that does. Uh, <laughs> Dude, he's fucking gross. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. Um, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Take Wanna... us to our to our ad read. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. Attention, all my college comrades! The summer sun is just around the corner. And you know what that means. The water gets warmer, the skin gets darker, and the hair gets pubier? Luckily, our friends at Manscaped are here to make us that summer bod pop with their fourth generation performance package, which includes their signature lawnmower 4.0. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for shaved boy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code LEAGUECAST. Uh, As the great Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff said, it's like the summer's na- a natural aphrodisiac. They're really going to go with the Will Smith references right now. Okay. <laughs> fucking um, Shave Boy I, Summer is funny. Shave Boy yeah. Summer is fucking hilarious. Very powerful <laughs> image. I'm just imagining, and I don't know if your your puppy's already been uh, neutered, but is, is he going to be joining in on Shave Boy Summer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll join in on Shave Boy Summer. Shave Boy Summer. Um... Yeah, so again, you know, we talked about it before. Uh, Manscaped makes a good product. Their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, it's great. Um, it's, you know, helps reduce the cuts and nicks of shaving with like a traditional razor. Um, it's got a nice little light on it. It's wireless, it's waterproof. It's got a bunch of great features. Um, they've also got a bunch of other great stuff like, you know, shampoo, conditioner, body wash, lip balm, t-shirts, boxers. A little travel bag that you get it all in if you get the performance package. And you can get all that for 20% off and free shipping by using the code LeagueCast at Manscaped.com. Again, 20% off and free shipping with the code LeagueCast at Manscaped.com. It's time to trim off those spring flowers this summer and give your beach balls a shine with Manscaped. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank you, Manscaped. I, I love that I'm now associated with it. I was playing a solo queue game and someone was just like, Colton? balls <laughs> like that's what they, they 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 associate me with balls and i'm i'm down for that that's sick awesome hmm. cool uh sweet i guess we already kind of did our uh our medicizer um yeah so we want to talk we about uh, competitive league i think we only had two series this weekend if i'm not mistaken uh i think uh, you're right i think they're both in na um yeah, do we have any eu no, because finals was last week. Yeah, finals was last week. Yeah, yeah. Which is fucking wild that there's going to be like three weeks of LCS and zero weeks of LEC. <laughs> Very strange. Um, um, but yeah, we had uh, Evil Geniuses Cloud9 and 100 Thieves Team Liquid, where I believe the um, the series this week. They're uh, both in- interesting. <laughs> yeah, interesting in different ways. Um, 
100 Thieves Team Liquid was a reverse sweep 3-2 for Team uh, or for 100 Thieves. Um, boy, very um, very shocking because 100 Thieves looked fucking dead on arrival during the first two games. Yeah, it. it, it I don't think it's it's ever looked easier for a team than it did for a Team Liquid in the first two games. Um, but I, I don't know. I it. it I don't really know what the change was, but they uh, they turned it around and were able to take the victory. And Dude, winning are... off a fucking game five backdoor is so sick, though. It's so sick, yeah. Did you have you heard the um like apparently closer called the uh, yeah that's so sick so sick yeah dude someone calling your like backdoor instead of you just doing it is, is actually insane just like macro yeah like yeah super especially in a situation like that where it you know i can imagine how stressful that team fight was or the lead up to the team fight and then still to have the presence to like manage someone else as well <laughs> like super sick yeah, and uh, to honestly like something that i think isn't discussed but like to have the fucking balls to 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 make the call you know to to say like okay Leave the team fight go back door <laughs> okay this is going to be a 4v5 like I'm making the call. I feel confident this is the right play. Everyone trusts me, and this is like, you know, this is how we're gonna do it. Like super sick. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely worth definitely worth watching. Uh, a series that's worth watching for a different reason. Uh, Evil Geniuses Cloud Nine. Dude, their Two, drafts are actually atrocious. Yeah, I, I think Cloud Nine had like. So I, I, I actually don't think the drafting was like the absolute worst. Okay, the in, game one draft was like. It, I, I don't know someone who could have drafted worse game one, but like, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, I mean, they fun. were bad. They were bad. And then, and then like game two was bad for a particular Oren reason. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how that character, you could just blind pick it into, into literally everything and it's never punished. It yeah. doesn't make sense to me. Um, but evil genius is three out of cloud nine. Realistically, I think it looked close for half of a game. Um, mm-hmm. and that was kind of it. I think like half of game two was close. And that's probably it. Yeah. Um, I mean, game three is looking good for like the first like 10 minutes or so, I think. And then like, it just kind of fucking fell apart immediately. But yeah. But I mean, with their, with their comp, they went so like, I think they locked what Jarvin, Jarvin, TF, Jarvin, Twisted Fate, Nami Lucian. Yeah. And it, like, as the moment you fall behind with that comp, I think they had Gwen too, who is, who actually scales pretty well. But the moment you fall behind with like those four champions, like you just worthless. Where does your damage come from? Where do you not like get instantly blown up from? Uh, yeah, so not great drafting, not great play. Uh, Fudge kind of fucking trolled hard in some of the, his itemization choices. And, what do you think about the uh, Penta thing? Uh, I am absolutely fine within the context of that game. Uh, for I guess for those who haven't seen, um, Danny, Danny Evil Genius's uh, marksman player, AD Carry, uh, was. I, I think gifted is the most accurate description of this. Dude, the comms are so funny. Yeah. Like, it for, is, like uh, for, ev- for, ev- for EG yeah. or for Cloud9? For uh, EG. Like, everyone at okay. EG is like, Danny, 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 come here. Danny, Penta, Penta, Penta. Danny's like, I'm not coming. I'm not coming. Pen- Danny, <laughs> Penta, Danny. I'm not coming. I'm not coming. Danny, Penta. Fine. And he comes over and does it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like probably like 10 seconds between someone obviously realizing that it's a Penta angle versus Danny actually doing it. Uh, he takes the time to to kill the inhibitor before he goes over and grab the penta, but uh, it was gifted by Fudge. I personally am fine with it. The game, I I am under the impression that the game was a hundred percent over at that point. I don't think 
there are many ways that evil geniuses could have lost that that game it, with the lead that they have and the comp that they had. So it, it's weird for me because like people are mad at Fudge for giving that right, which he's fucking last man alive on his team, one HP sitting between like a Jarvan and uh, whoever the top laner was. It's like yeah. What, what, guys if he fucking walks back to base he dies it's not like he he could survive and turn the game or anything the bigger issue i had with it is that like them going for that like in delaying and go for, going for that delay the game another like five minutes right yeah so i think that that's where the issue comes up is where it looks like cloud nine still had a chance because fudge delayed his death only because the people like the evil genius members around him delayed their like ending the game yeah, it, it like, but why are people mad at Fudge? Like, if anything, it's like more troll know. for fucking EG because they fucking just made the game go on longer, like, and purposely didn't win. I don't know. I don't think it should, anyone should be mad at anyone, but like, it's just fucking. It's it's ass backwards that people are mad at like C nine though. I think. Yeah, I think it's really weird that like uh, your your frustration would stem from the game not being one hundred percent over. Mm-hmm. But I think in that particular scenario, based on like comp and lead, I I really don't think there's a chance that. <laughs> that um cloud nine could ever come back even yeah. if even if fudge happens to live and doesn't give the penta you know yeah well she he can't live but like it's just it's so yeah, weird exactly. i mean he, he dies to danny late or he dies to like someone else instantly you know yeah. so yeah, it's I, weird. I don't know i think it's fine plus it leads to a more hype you know memory yeah. hell yeah um, also, uh, so EG team liquids next week. Um, dude, EG looks fucking good. Do they look good enough to beat TL? I, but I don't know. <laughs> so I think, I don't know. I don't know if, if evil geniuses actually did anything that was terribly impressive or if I, I don't want to say like evil geniuses definitely didn't win, like didn't do enough to win because they, they, they did, they played well enough to, to three Oh cloud nine and it wasn't close for the majority of those games, but like, I don't, I think if you if you compare it to like G2's 3-0 run where their games didn't look fucking close at all. They were smashing every single matchup. Yeah. And like there was no doubt in your mind that G2 was the best team going into like going into to each series, right? With maybe the exception of of the grand finals and only because it was the grand finals. Yeah. Whereas like I have doubts for Evil Geniuses. I think their 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 dragon priority or lack of priority is fucking horrendous yeah i think cloud nine got sold twice in the series or was on soul point at least twice and even even though they didn't end up winning those games if you give up soul to a team that is that it like has a proper draft and in is able to leverage the the pressure um that you know maybe your team can can enforce throughout the early game early mid game and just hold off on the late but they have the like the soul to back it up. Mm-hmm. It, like you're 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 never gonna beat Team Liquid or Hundred Thieves by giving them Dragon Soul. That being said, I so I think they just need to refine it a little better because if you watch the games, whenever they would like kill Cloud Nine, they would opt for taking towers instead of doing the dragon yeah, on mm-hmm. the map, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's like great because like it gives them a gold lead and they consistently win. That's why they three would sort of thing. That being said, you shouldn't let people get to Soul Point like like. You should giving them two dragons like is fine. Three's iffy. If they get soul, you fucking throw your whole plan in the shitter, like sort of thing. So yeah, like, I, mean, I, I just mean like there was like several times. I think game three, uh, evil geniuses took tier one mid, 
Uh, and then I think got a kill or maybe force flashes or whatever. Um, and then started pushing down tier two and then ended up diving tier two and, and losing like, I think three for one where while dragon was up the entire time and cloud nine ended up like securing the dragon where that's like, okay, obviously you guys shouldn't be diving tier two. You guys shouldn't be pressuring tier two. Like not when there's a dragon on the map, you know? So I like, you're right. They, they did leverage it, like leverage our strengths in, into like different choices maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, when dragons are as powerful as they are, I think like you can't do that against another team and expect uh, the same result. Yeah, or you have to do it just way cleaner, like, consistently, which I don't know yeah. if they can do versus, like, really good teams. So. Or at the very least, like, send someone to start the dragon and, and the other team, the rest of your members can, can yeah. clean up, you know? Like, I don't know. But um, uh, do you feel confident enough to, to put them over Team Liquid <laughs> or 100 Thieves? If Team Liquid plays like they did in the back half of that series, <laughs> then I'd say EG without a doubt. I, I, think, I still think Team Liquid's the better team. I also think they're a team that can, like, work on what went wrong that past week and like come back stronger. So I, I think it's safe to say team liquid, but uh, I think it's going to be like a toss up, honestly. Yeah. I would, I would probably say, I think, I think evil genius is good for a game. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe they catch him off guard with like a surprise pick or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's hard to not look at <laughs> after this past week to not look at a hundred thieves team liquid and see, you know, one and two and whatever order that may be. Oh, for sure. But it'll be interesting. That's great. Uh, awesome. Uh, do we want to talk about uh, the Tyler 1 stuff? That's what I really want to talk about, actually. I think sure. it's super interesting. Let's do uh, it. Did you guys watch the Tyler 1 intro stuff? Uh, I saw a clip of it. I didn't watch the entire thing. Yeah, it's pretty well just like him fucking like hyping up the matches and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So people kind of lost their minds. Like, this is sick sort of thing. I think it's weird, man. Like, I, I think all of us are pretty well of the same mindset that like Tyler one probably shouldn't be an ambassador for League of Legends like overall. <laughs> yeah. Um, but even even that like, it feels like LCS doesn't know what the fuck they're doing, and I I really don't want to flame LCS too like hard for stuff, but like, why? Why is so Tyler think- one introducing these matches? It's not like he fucking did Tyler one stuff either. He literally just fucking like pretty well just read a script. Mm. I, I think um I mean I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and say like viewership is low. They yeah. need to change something and maybe this is the way that they the best way that they you know see a path going forward. Uh I, I do think we're all of the opinion that like does Tyler Wynn deserve to be permanent banned? No, probably not. Does he deserve to be pushed as the face of like league of legends online no absolutely not it's wild that like the behavior that he does maybe not consistently mm-hmm. but enough like is rewarded with you know becoming the face of of league on twitch and, and promoted by riot in that sense um you know getting to 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 be a primary focus of your your flagship competitive like league of legends scene is is kind of wild as well um is it hype yeah sure Ty- like tyler has a great way of getting people hyped i think it's really easy to see that in like the tcs uh when that was happening in any of the um uh like online or uh, not online but like uh the lan yeah that they did or stuff like that like you know super super cool to to see like 
that aspect of it and, and the community being embraced and, and involved in this, it's just really weird, you know, that they're, he has no interaction with like the competitive scene. He has no, like, it, it's not like he's co-streaming the LCS every week. He talks yeah. about Riot all the time. Like it, I don't know. It seems, it seems really, really weird. It just feels like you have like a lot of better choices. Not that, like they would ever work with Dom. Like Riot has lots of, issues with like dom but like dom would have been a great person person who fucking co-streams every single region of lcs was an ex-pro player like my, my biggest issue is like and maybe like i'm just nitpicking like but it feels like they just had a lot of money that they wanted to throw at something to increase viewers and their idea that they came up with was let's get tyler one's viewers yeah and if that's your fucking idea like i don't know man like it, it, it like at least fucking use him. Like, I, Tyler One's a fucking great personality. Why not just have a speech where it's fucking, like, a Tyler One speech, you know what I mean? Like, a little bit of flame, a little bit of toxicity. Fucking, it felt like a speech, like an intro, that any single caster could have read. Yeah, it's almost like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna take this route, lean into it. You yeah. Know, don't, don't half-ass it and ask him to, to say, like, I'm really excited for the 100 Thieves Team Liquid rematch. It's gonna be sick. Yeah, it's just it's just weird. I like I don't know. It just feels like there's a lack of creativity and LCS is really struggling and they don't have a good solution. Um Yeah. And that that's it's definitely not an easy thing to to solve. Like there's no you know really easy answer to that obviously. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like you said there's so many uh, other personalities, you know. Imagine we could have I don't know, LS in the studio yeah. or some if only there were some NA X pros that consistently you know co-stream every single lcs game That's what I, literally the fucking like, like think of think of who, who co-streams lcs sneaky medios double lift, double lift dominant dom mm-hmm, like ls occasionally like we you could have people in the, in the i guess that's what i meant earlier is like you could have people who are actually involved like with the professional side of it who can i don't know who can provide more insight than like damn that was funny or like damn he sucks <laughs> i don't i don't know it, it, it's just it's Man, just that's like wild once, like once thanks, again like thanks for the commentary i think tyler one's great i i really think he's like entertaining yeah, i just think sure, he shouldn't sure. be the face and also if they're going to use him as a personality which is probably a good thing because he's the biggest fucking league of legends streamer there is use him properly <laughs> like like they probably just paid yeah, him if a you're gonna use of money. the biggest league of legends personality use his personality that made him the biggest league of legends Why, personality like, not not the lcs personality that is part of the reason why your viewership numbers are down. Yeah. Instead of like, instead of forcing him to that role, why not like sit him in a room with some of the, like the, the players and like have him bants with them, you know? Yeah. Like put him in a room with, with fucking like fudge before, like before this weekend and, and have them talk shit to each other about like yeah. the times yeah. they met in solo queue or stuff do, like that. Do a new series called Between Two Ferns with Tyler One where he just <laughs> he just pulls like LCS clips of people making mistakes and flames them for it. Yeah, like that would like, be that'd funny. be so fucking funny actually. Yeah. And fit his like fit his style, you know? But I don't know. It it literally just felt like fucking like Raz or someone could have fucking done the thing that he read and it you probably wouldn't have had to pay a hundred thousand dollars for him to do it. Yeah. Um so I don't know. It's just weird. Uh, maybe I'm like nitpicky. Um, it's just weird. I mean, the, the 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 like the trailer's still hype. You know. Yeah. I I like absolutely super sick. Um, definitely. I I will say like Tyler puts his everything into into things that he's interested in and mm-hmm. wants to do, like without a doubt. And and this is definitely one of them. But 
does does feel a little misused and out of place, you know? Yeah. Anyways, cool. Um, next up is the roundtable, which last week you guys chose a pretty cool question. You guys chose the fucking sitcom four champs one. <laughs> or, um, sitcom funny guy decision. two chumps. Yeah. Um, so anyways, the question was, what champion would you like to see in a sitcom together? Um, what would the show be about? Um, I didn't get to answer, but um, mine would probably just be a fucking just uh draven and darius being bros fucking shit up that'd be my uh sitcom <laughs> they'd just be two bros maybe they'd be like cops together <laughs> can we i really want to get like young adult like i want to get like 12 year old draven and like 14 year old darius and like they're starting to become the characters they are but then there's like mom shows up and just like grabs them both by the ears yeah i just really want to uh uh like an office moment where Draven just says Draven into the camera, you know? Yeah. Ooh, funny. Like, <laughs> that would be so good. Yeah. Did you guys see um fucking uh what's the the guy who does lore YouTube videos? Fuck. Um Necrit? Necrit, yeah. Dude, Necrit's great, by the way. I fucking started watching all this shit. Stuff's great. Do you see the video where he talked about the strength of every League of Legends character, like compared? I think so. Yeah. Because the weakest character in League of Legends in his mind after like going after all lore is Draven. <laughs> That's so funny, actually. I think he, or at least he's near the bottom. It's because he's just like yeah. a, a fucking dude who kind of is like a killer, but still isn't like that great. He, he's like not like a fucking champion or anything. He's not. He's not like mm-hmm. a, like Jin or yeah. or like Shaco or Zed, who are just legitimately serial like serial killers. I don't yeah, know if he was last, he's but like he's like not near like the someone who's like a huge veteran with a bunch of war experience. That's so funny. Yeah, it's just funny because you think of Draven as like definitely you would never put him down there. Uh, you think of yeah. a sport character or something. It's it was strength. I think that's that's what it was because he's just a dude. Um, I see. But anyways, um, uh, this week's roundtable question is: All the champions dropped into a battle royale. Who would win and why? Actually, I didn't read last week's answers. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. <laughs> from Twitter, um, uh, Kaishiron said, The Yordles, period. They already have a big meme in League with everyone hating on them, so it'd be about Teemo, Kled, Vex, etc., and how they all get through their day, uh, day-to-day lives. Have you guys noticed that Teemo's not the most hated character in the game and hasn't been for years? Like, Yeah, I guess so, because like, it became such a meme that I think it kind of reverse circle jerked into, like, well, he's not actually that bad. Dude, he was like actually the most hated he, character he for like from six the years. Hated character to the lovable rascal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, next is from Eric, and he said a GP in Olawi. Connor said, love to see Orin and Nar. I think that would be a weird version of Hop. <laughs> That's that okay. is weird. Um, from our actual Discord, I have a couple pulled up on my phone here. Uh, let me just grab them. Um, Drive Forward um, said, oh, just dip speed. Drive Forward said, Garen X Katarina romantic comedy, a comedy oh, take on Romeo and Juliet, dude. Fucking, they both just kill themselves at the end. Um, spoiler. Yeah, I, but, a spoiler but I was gonna read reset. Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pards said, "Give me a sit- sitcom about Brom and Trinomir moving to the big city of Piltover." Brom, lore-wise, I think would just be the best personality in League of Legends, and I uh, and I would be interested in seeing the dynamic. Uh, super nice slash super mad. Uh, farmfold, farmfold, moving farm folk. Uh, Farm folk moving uh, to the big city or to the big apple. Uh, I agree. I actually think fucking in the Ruined King game, Brom's like dialogue and how he interacts with everyone is like by far the most enjoyable out of like I, the entire cast. I only wish he hadn't been like cast in that as like the 
the comic relief because he's a little bit dumb. Yeah, yeah. That, that is fair. That like, is holy. That it, that is like the the one like frustrating aspect of it is like some of it is just like, oh, Brom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just nice that like he's just like a joyful and he like has yeah, fun yeah. interaction with everyone though. It's good. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, and that, and that la- is a good part of it. Yeah. Yeah, and last but not least, Large Dad said The Office, where Mundo Mundo is Michael, Silas is Jim, and Lux is Pam, and Garen is Dwight, etc. <laughs> That's so funny, actually. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Um, anyways, this week's roundtable question, as I said, was if all the champions dropped into a battle royale, who would win and why? Mm. So can we can we take away, like, ha, Aurelian Soul is going to kill everyone because he's yeah, yeah, literally no. the size of the universe. It's like a video game. It's not lore. Um based it's gonna okay be- so if, if everyone with it within their league of legends strength wins. i think that's the best way yeah to do it okay uh i can tell you who gets second oh oh i think there's a very easy answer for this, <laughs> by the way. i love it answer who gets second go ahead timo timo gets second i think i think like any like he's definitely the best invisible character in the game like you just can't yeah. for second you probably don't win the mm-hmm. like 1v1 at the end but like you get second you Are, get your you might though are we assuming that every character is like level 18 or are they level one and level up throughout the game? They level up throughout the, at the game. Like you have to get equipment. You have to loot. Yeah. So Aiden, Aiden, I was, uh, I, I interpreted your answer differently and I thought you were memeing about Yumi because she would just That's like, so ride, funny actually just That's ride funny. on another player until the very end when that person eliminates her. <laughs> he just puts his gun to his fucking back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, little one. <laughs> uh i'm gonna say uh viego wins uh i think oh yeah anytime someone gets a kill he just has to chill out uh and then just kind of like go in he can take a little bit of damage take the body like possess the body that they just killed kill them go back to his own body like and kind of rinse repeat. Mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah, a really I good was, answer i was putting timo pretty high on mine because he can just kind of like hide Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, maybe win the final one v one or like camp. third party, third party <laughs> circle, yeah, <laughs> in camp. Um, He's a fucking camper. I mean, in a in a battle royale. Um, I mean, it's it, it's tough because if we go like battle royale that we're used to these days of like a shooter. I'd probably then go with like Aphelios because he's the most versed in using a bunch most of different guns. guns. Best character. I Be- feel most you. guns, best character. <laughs> um, but he is also the only character in the game limited by ammo. Mm. <laughs> so he's used to working with it though. <laughs> That's true. But he also has 50 shots. <laughs> yeah. And he's done. Um, ah, man, Viego's a really good one. Timo's a really good one. I'm, I'm trying to think of other i think bard is also probably up there because like he just just runs around you know yeah. and like Trolls, yeah never gets caught out and if this anyone is... if anyone tries to kill him he's just gonna stun them run away and then somebody will third party and then he'll just like hide in a building place down some little healing hot chocolates and wait yeah that's actually so really my sick. answer is bard Okay. Um, I think because then final... at the very end, when there's two players left, he just ults them and then they respawn in the red zone and they die. <laughs> yeah, that's actually kind of sick. Um, my final answer, I think, is going to be Shaco. I think Shaco's actually oh. super sick. I feel like A, he's an assassin, B, he has like clones and ways to get out of stuff. So I feel like he can just like he pick off people. Trickster. 
Yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of sick. Anyways, if you want to tell us who you think would win and if all league characters dropped into a battle royale, you can hit us up on our Twitter at LeagueCast. You can send us an email, mailleaguecastpodcast.com, or you can come into our Discord and post in our roundtable section. That's discord.gg slash leaguecast. All right, let's move into mail fight. Our first email is from... Wait, 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 wait. Slow down a second. Into Zorica's oh, yeah. mail, time, Zorica's mail time. Sponsored, sponsored by entrepreneur extraordinaire rich guy galore zorica uh awesome thank you zorica the next the first email is from reservoir hog uh hey guys reservoir hog here i hope this email finds you all well i'm a relatively new listener so this is my first email yumi with a guns email about going from bronze to gold prompted this email from me so here it goes i am new to league starting just last year in about april but have already grinded to level 200 oh geez that's a really impressive uh many most of these games are arams um with some normals thrown in there uh, here and there. I barely play any ranked last season, uh, and this season have played about 50 games only. I got placed in Iron 2 and have already gotten up to Bronze 1, and I'm still getting plus 20 LP per win. I'm a very good learner and strive to be high ranks. Back when I played Rocket League, I got to the top 1% of the player base in just over 1,000 hours, but Rocket League games only take about 10 minutes per match. However, in League, sometimes I find it hard to make myself want to play ranked as the games are mentally taxing. Uh, I am usually hard carrying games, getting about 8 to 9 CS a minute, double digit kills, as well as making the calls for the team. Uh, I recently moved to mid lane to help carry as well, which didn't affect me much as I already played Aurelia top. Most of my higher ranked friends I've played with uh, have told me that I just need to play more and I would definitely hit plat, which I'd like to believe. But for now, my goal is simply gold. How do you guys find the mental strength to queue up uh, for a ranked game? I find after coming back from a long day in grad school, I usually just want to chill on ARAM, but there is a part of me that really wants to push myself and see how high I can get, as I am fully confident I can reach gold at minimum. Uh, in case others are wondering, I mainly watched my own replays as well as YouTube videos of coaches like uh, Nias, I don't know how to pronounce it, um, Nice maybe, I don't know, and Aurelia won tricks like I think Nice, nice okay. yeah. Uh, and Aurel King, uh, which helped me uh, improved tremendously as now I'm starting to win even into hard counter matchups like Trinnell and Vex, of course, at low elo. We recently had spring break and I managed to go 10 over the week, which felt awesome. Anyhow, sorry for the long email. Keep up the great work, guys. I hope to find the will to grind more and hopefully give back good news uh, later in the season as I climb the ranks. Best wishes, Reservoir Hog. So I think this is a question um, which we are a little out of touch with um, because the three of us are all pretty much like ranked is the normals for us we're not going to queue up for a a ranked game and that's the only thing we we are we're not going to queue up for a normal game as our normal mm-hmm. game of playing you know unless we have i guess friends who are are interested in playing yeah like if, if we're doing like an aram with friends or something sure but it's it's pretty rare to to find me at least yeah. in, a, in a non-ranked game mode um and if it's not ranked it's probably then clash or a tournament um i mean i i think that this is more of it seems like a a question of just like will to play a lot of games i I don't know if it's so much ranked anxiety or if he's saying that like he has a a lot more you know mental strain i guess let's call it when playing ranked than normals but like I, i i guess i would say like try not to take it so seriously and you know in in terms of like climbing in your goal it seems like you're performing like obscenely well 
and will continue climbing quickly. Uh, it, it does take a lot of games sometimes, but I, I guess I would say like this being your first real season playing ranked, it'll probably go faster next year. Oh, I mean, it'll absolutely um, go faster next year, right? As um, you have yeah. a, like an MMR baseline established um, mm-hmm. and, and your previous seasons will begin to influence your your subsequent seasons. Um, for, I mean... So if you're having the success that you're that you're claiming to have, you should just be playing a bunch of games. I don't think that there's really anything more to add. Um, I would imagine that like if you're still gaining plus twenty per win, um, and like still able to CS really well and hard carry every single game, like you you probably have under fifty games played. I would imagine, uh, maybe maybe under a hundred is, is like a stretch, but you mm-hmm. know over the course of the rest of the year, you know, those, those games will begin to add up and you'll, you'll start to accumulate a lot of the, uh, uh, I don't know, enough games to get to where you want to be. Yeah. And then like sometimes, yeah, just chill playing ARM. Like you don't always have to be yeah. playing ranked, um, you know, just cause that's like how I choose to play the game. Like it's, it is not a good thing in, in a lot of circumstances. Like when I had the red triangle of death <laughs> showing that I was going to demote, most players would say, let's take a break. I said, hey, Discord, tell me a character <laughs> to play for my demotion game. You, you didn't first time Yumi, but you very few number of games. That was my second Yumi. time yeah. playing Yumi ever, I think. Not that Yumi is a very difficult character to, to play. No, um, but... But, I mean, that's sort of the perspective that I, I guess we have on Ranked, where demotions don't really mean a ton at this point in the season. There's still, um, like, five, six months left of maybe even seven months left of the rank season, you know, that's plenty of time to, to get where you're supposed to be and, and continue your grind mm-hmm. as, um, you know, as, as intended. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, thank you for the email reservoir hard. Good luck in your yeah, climb. And thank you for your first email. Uh, next one is from Sharky. Oi, oi, league cast boys had an idea that would probably be too niche for a round table question and more of a discussion topic that you'd like. If you were to design a Dark Souls boss-like champion, how would you go about designing it? And follow up to that, which Souls boss would you think would be the best fit for the concept? Personally, I like Marjeet, the Fell Omens design a lot. Well, as someone who hasn't played any Souls yeah, games... Yeah, a hard one for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... don't have the answer. So... Yeah, but like so, so my immediate thought is just like that it, it wouldn't probably work yeah. well in League, because my understanding of Souls based games is that like they've got a, a pretty like a strict set of moves with like relatively telegraphed patterns that are are not incredibly fast, and so it's all about just like read the pattern, dodge, get your one or two hits in, and prepare to dodge again. And, like, that doesn't work in League because it just feels terrible for both players. Like, the closest I think you could argue would be, like, Aatrox Q, and that's not a very that's long That's a very up. good comparison. My initial comparison was uh, Riven, where, like, she sort of, like, combos with herself and then has, like, momentary downtime before, you know, her abilities come back up. They're pretty short cooldown. Um, and I think, like any any of the iconic characters that i think about like fume knight from ds2 or um 
uh, Artorius from from the first you know Dark Souls. It, like these characters are just big sword guys who do a bunch of swings, and then that's kind of it. I don't know if I don't really know if if that would translate very well into League, uh, which is a little bit more fluid than than like a Souls game. Um, yeah, I think like you couldn't go much farther than Aatrox. Yeah. But like if you if if you made Aatrox Q do like. 50% more damage but go 50% slower that would that would be it and that like can you imagine how unfun that would be where it's like okay Aatrox hit 1Q that's half my health currently that's the case but you know it, it would be even less fun if it didn't yeah, work I, don't, I, I just don't think it would be a good fit either way um, I don't know I don't know maybe you could go something like uh, oh god I'm forgetting her name but the last boss of I guess the final boss of um dark souls 2 where you have like a bunch of summons occasionally and you have area denial things like that um but mm -hmm. yeah i don't know i i don't i don't think it would be the the best fit um like a translation i suppose yeah all right so thanks for the email shark oh sorry uh, he ends it with i'm so heckin smooth <laughs> sharky thanks for awesome. the email <laughs> Uh, next email is from Sejuani's Baby Daddy, a.k.a. Rainy on Twitter with the badass Jungle Book profile picture. It is I again, Sejuani's child's father. Uh, I hope this email finds you gentlemen well. Uh, I've been getting more and more into pro play recently in all regions, uh, but I haven't really picked a team that I like in the regions, just certain players. But I've come to the re uh, I've been coming to the realization that you don't really need to have a favorite team as long as you enjoy watching the games in general. I was watching the FlyQuest Evil Geniuses games with my wife, and she asked me who I wanted to win, uh, and I answered with the Evil Geniuses strictly because they would give the next team in the bracket better competition. In my opinion, JoJo Pune is hella overrated. I don't know if it's like a Chovy situation where he doesn't uh, have a real team or what, but the hype is just not there for me. When you aren't clutching to the cold, mangled corpse of CLG, what teams do you guys root for? Uh, apologies for the length of the email, for it is a long one. Another week, another email. Sejuani's baby daddy. Um, so he he sent me a message to say, or he I think he like I don't know mentioned me on the Discord to say like after the C nine Evil Geniuses game, he he doesn't like feel so harsh on uh on jojo pune which i kind of agree he's he's pretty good and he doesn't have like terribly like stellar mid laners um compared to some other regions but um when i'm not cheering for clg i'm honestly just cheering for the most entertaining slash long series possible uh and then if um like if if it goes five games i'm gonna cheer for the team that is less successful just because i think it it is more interesting <laughs> to see a 100 thieves win than a team liquid cloud nine tsm win you know or an evil geniuses win um but i mean if clg is not in the series i'm rooting for five games and i'm rooting for all of them to be like crazy hype and that's that's who i cheer for <laughs> yeah um I, I mean there are definitely like certain teams that i do really like but like i, I don't have strong attachments to many na teams like i'd say probably tsm and cloud nine are the two that i'm the most a fan of but that's uh generally just because i like watching the best teams and they've been the best for a lot of the time they've been in lcs yeah, pretty much all of it i would say <laughs> um yeah right like the, the i guess the other argument would be like liquid um, but liquid, liquid but, sucked for a long time not sucked but like forever that's fair for 
yeah. for years, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, like, SKT is one of my favorite teams, and it's Me like... It's, it's easy to root for the most winningest team, but... You know, generally, I'm watching League of Legends because I want to watch the, the best League of Legends yeah. possible, and then you watch the best teams. You know, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I want the long series. I want the competitive games. Um, but I, I do think that, like, esports in general is very different from traditional sports in that way, right? Like, I think maybe three weeks ago, we had the email talking about, like, trying to tie teams to certain like regions cities whatever it might be and like you get so much of that in traditional sports where it's like i'm a diehard cubs fan or a yankees fan or i'm a rangers fan like whatever it is like that's very geographically based typically or you know people lock into a franchise really really hard Whereas I think a lot more people in the esports bubble just want to watch good competitive games. Like, you know, I don't have a favorite Counter Strike team. I just like watching good mm-hmm. Counter Strike. I don't have a particular, you know, fighting game player that I'm a huge fan of. I just want to watch a really good competitive matches. You know, it it's very different. And I think maybe at some point when there's a bit more longevity and if they do work to try and kind of make teams more separate in a weird way. But I, I don't know. I, I would say, I think a lot of the player base, while they might have like a team they root for, they really just want good games. Yeah. yeah I mean, realistically, when you come into the scene, you probably fall into um, the, the, I, I guess like standard, of cheering for the team that is the best of the time and you know with with north america at the very least that that hasn't been a wide variety of teams um so yeah i i, I don't know i uh i think people just root for good league and and that's like all you can hope for awesome thanks to Dwani. uh next email is from shrovran shrovan yeah shrovan i think Hey guys, wanted to start off by saying thanks for answering my email last week about anti-shield items. I wanted to propose this question to you, but forgive me if it's been asked before. If you guys could have any League of Legends personality, a streamer, content creator, etc. on the podcast, who would it be? Personally, I would love to hear Freak on one of your guys' patch note episodes, but I also think it'd be hilarious to hear the banter between you guys and Blake from Lola as he tries to explain why Cafe Cuties is the worst skin line ever created. Thanks for the great podcast, Troven. Cafe Cafe Cuties is a great skin line. Yeah, they're great. He's wrong for saying that. Um, This is tough because there's a lot of... I, you know really good league of legends oh, yeah, content absolutely. creators out mm-hmm. there um i i think from like a very selfish angle like I, i've got a few ideas that i think would be the best because i think they would be like best for the show um like i think if we had shocks on the show i i, I don't know if there's another person hmm. that's a good answer. that would would bring us more viewership as well as I think that she would just be an excellent person to create content well, with. Like, I mean, okay, so league personality, does that include, like, players? Because I I would argue that Faker is the <laughs> the name that would bring us the most viewers. Maybe maybe Tyler won. Yeah. Like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- those I think are definitely up there, which... 
but but I I wouldn't want to do I, I you know not not that I wouldn't but like I I don't have a burning desire I to agree. interact with Tyler one and Faker while I would love to be able to communicate with him like there would be a language Fair barrier enough. that I think would make for poor content um whereas with shocks I think like she, you could probably sit shocks down on a podcast about literally anything and she would find a way to like join in the conversation like it could be a league of legends podcast it could be a csgo mm -hmm. podcast it could be a podcast about like harvesting mushrooms or, or starting a bee farm like she's just so good at that at this point like she's refined that set of skills so well that she could just keep that conversation going like chip in her two cents interesting um so that, that's my answer interesting um, I don't know if I necessarily have an answer. Um, I guess I'll, I'll say LS for, uh, for Aiden and for the memes. Yeah, true. We gotta get LS on the yeah. show. So we can tell us, <laughs> we gotta get LS on the show so that we can ask him to look at my profile <laughs> and he can crucify he laugh me. At you, yeah. He can say, what the fuck <laughs> is wrong with you? Yeah, that would be, that'd be pretty good. Um, that yeah. being said, we will be having guests on the show. This is a little teaser uh, at some point in the very near future. So if if everything goes according to plan, Ooh. I suppose. So look forward to that. Thank you, uh, Shroven. Next email is from Luke. Hey guys, last week's episode, Sejuani's baby daddy listened to the po or listed the podcast he listens to apart from Leecast. Uh, thought I was too much of a tryhard league player. I'm sorry. Thought I was too much of a try-hard League of Legends podcast listener, but I'm glad that I found a fellow Leaguecast podcast enjoyer. Uh, I actually listened to the same podcast except for the LCK one, so I tipped my hat off to you, Sejuani's baby daddy. On another note, I'm somewhat curious about your solo queue performances. Is there somewhere I can find your summoner names to track your results every now and then? Take care, Luke. Uh, so I've already replied to him, but to everyone else who is interested, um, I mean, you can always like dm us or message us on discord but my summer mm -hmm. name is king lard out l-a-r-d-o-u-t uh there's a space between that but i don't think it really matters no uh mine's blue basket no space spelled just mm -hmm. like the two common words uh aiden is owen wilson but owen it's actually Wilson. two eyes instead of il so it's yet owen wilson yeah. and, but he plays um, on i mean our, he plays on a lot of other accounts so you'll have to ask him that's what true names are yeah for aiden it, i think it's more tough for us it's you know pretty yep. much just our mains like we mention our twitches on the podcast pretty often i think all of us have our league name in discord so if you're trying to find it it's, it's not too hard to track down um i think that really though you should probably stop listening to all of those other podcasts <laughs> and just listen to our show like three or four exactly. times every time you with that every same time, time you want to listen to something else just start a, up another episode you know yeah yeah um if you're curious about i mean we talk about our solo yeah. queue performance on the show i think maybe you might be curious because aiden and nick don't play a lot of solo queue mm -hmm. so like the the updates in aiden's you know solo queue is i played enough games to not decay and i'm still between d190 points and d199 points yeah. i mean i i played um, my last ranked game 14 days ago so I have not been able to contribute in that regard for, you know, two weeks. <laughs> yeah, and then my my solo queue experience is all over the place. So depending on the day, 
I'm going to be plus or minus about 100. Yeah, Colton's ranked performance is definitely the most interesting of the three of us. So <laughs> if you want to, if you want to be confused about why I pick things, you can check out my OPNGG. Uh, but thank you for the email, Luke. And on to the next one from Dutch Random. Hello, handsome men and Colton. Dutch Random here. Been a long time listener, but this is my first time mailing you guys. I subbed to Patreon and joined the Discord recently. Uh, I saw your community and I wanted to take a part of it. Uh, what can I do to be a part of the community? And by the way, what are some fun off-meta support picks to play? Currently, I'm trying to main Pike support, but always open for more fun picks. Sorry for the long email. Your friendly Dutch man, Dutch random. If I'm not mistaken, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Someone yeah, sent in a pretty two, two weeks ago. Yeah, uh, off-meta support list. Um, so yeah, you can you can check that out. I think uh, Twisted Fate was one. Jarvin um was one i can't remember any of the others off the top of there, my head yeah there's a lot i mean like if you want some like personal recommendations like i think maokai support can be a lot of fun please go um, if you're if you're going Zillion, support, please go tank don't go ap it's bad <laughs> yeah um if you like you, you can go mandate into full tank i think is fine but do not go full yeah. ap it's just um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a ton of off-meta supports, and I'm sure if you hit up the Discord, they'll have more ideas. As for how to be a part of the community, I mean, it's like same thing. Just get in the Discord, have a conversation, respond to somebody's post, ask a question, invite someone to a game. Like we're we're there are community games going on yeah, right literally now. Right the second. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not on the NA server, I know there are a decent population on other servers so you might want to you know reach out in general say hey is there anyone here on eu west or is there anyone on the oceana server um you guys could maybe put together a time to play some games but yeah i mean if you want to be a part of the community it's as easy as get in the discord and you know start responding to messages there's a ton of different channels so i'm sure you'll find some conversation yeah and that's, you be and a that's part definitely of. the best way to do it um it, like specifically hop in when and just like hang out until you see a um uh until you see a like pretty in-depth conversation and going on conversation going on we typically have one i would say like i don't know once or twice a week where we'll talk about like a certain character or a certain role and why it's good or bad or patch notes that we agree or disagree with and that's definitely the best way is is to just jump in like no one is attacking you like for your personal things, but there are some like arguments or, you know, discourse that are, are happening, you know, with, with that. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's what I would suggest is, is, you know, hop in the discord that way everyone can see your name and, and we can assign like interactions with a certain person, you know, cause a lot of our community <laughs> takes place outside of, of league of legends. I would say probably 99% of it at this point so yeah at least very much so like our mm-hmm. interactions with our community is like uh, the the chance that i'm playing a game with the listener versus having a conversation with the listener in the discord incredibly he- heavily weighted on one side the only games i'm really playing with listeners are during community nights yep. or random one-offs in solo queue which has happened a few times recently <laughs> which is kind of funny um but you know 
the the discord's where it's at so can't wait to see you there a little bit more often yeah in to, i guess to everyone please feel free to add any single one of us uh you know the hosts we we really don't mind uh getting a notification and, and replying to to any message that we get so and i i i mean i'm i'm not going to speak for the other two but you know anyone can dm me for anything and and i'll chat about it so poggers our next email is from Kasurkin, Kas as in Cassiopeia, Ur as in Ergot, and Kin as in Kindred. Uh, love the podcast. Been listening for two years. You guys helped me b get back into the game after playing in a hardcore classic WoW guild for three years. I played Vi for 300 games into Plat with four Malzahar mid games. By bouncing between two accounts, having four dodges a day uh, makes League much less stressful knowing that I never have to play a different jungler when Vi is pick or banned picked or banned sorry when i started uh back in season three my main account got 14 day banned five times spread across multiple years i had to write an auto hotkey script to disable my enter key when league was in focus now i have chat turned off in some days i also ping mute all as well um before we try voice chat as a self-admitted latent psychopath i would prefer a freeze in a three second engage cooldown ping um added to expand pinglish to limit the annoyance, the cooldown ping can block out your pings, like what happens when you ping five times. Danger pinging waves that I want my freezer laners to freeze so I can repeat gank doesn't communicate well enough to my low elo teammates. Sorry for the long email, uh, Kasarkin. It's from Warhammer, you nerds. Okay, I have I'm not familiar with Warhammer. I I <laughs> have actually watched a couple like live versions, like of people like actually playing Warhammer. And it's like mm -hmm. it's super interesting and something that I would like love to see in person. It's a lot of fun. But it seems like a um, lot of work. <laughs> it is a lot of work. My my brother is gotcha. really well, I guess was. He doesn't really play anymore that I know of. I think like he will every now and then and he hangs out with some of yeah, those of older course. friends that used to play. But I, I would stop by and watch every now and then while they're setting up their like massive armies yeah. on the dining room table and you know measuring out their ranges and rolling a hundred dice it's like the people it's, who like it's play it professionally is what i was watching it's like actually insane mm -hmm. super cool yeah it's wild um but yeah i mean i think expanding pinglish would definitely be a good thing um i definitely find myself in a lot of situations where i you know wish i could communicate things a little faster like i want to freeze this i think is a good one um as as opposed to like they're hitting minions and you caution ping them um which i mean can be understood but you know sometimes it's too late at that point um you know i'm going to engage i think on my way is already kind of doing that um as well as like you can ping like on your way and then ping that you have like flash r up um i i do think that there is some room to improve that and add some more um and i think that that could be a i i still think voice chat should be in the game but you know with some of the problems that come alongside that if they just you know had more pings you could get a little bit more communication I without needing to type i guess my i feel like pinging is just a really shitty way to communicate in general so adding more pings isn't gonna make it better i i guess um 
I don't know. I, I think like it's easy to say you're a psychopath it, when, when communicating with other people, when you are um, like not having to hear them as a person and interact with them as a, as a human, you know, when there are just a screen, a, a name on a screen or just a, a, a character, you know, some pixels, it's really easy to dehumanize them and, and speak <laughs> to them on, on like the, the toxic way that you would. But I imagine as a human being, you don't go outside and tell people to like that you hope their mother gets cancer or anything like that. Right. Like that's just not how yeah. like people function as humans. If you interact with someone and you're having a bad day, maybe you can be a little rude to them, but I, I guarantee you that the way you speak in league would be better. would be worse than the way you speak in like in real life. So I, I mm-hmm. no, yeah, totally. I, I think like there. that's my argument for, um, for voice chat is I, I think it is a way to force people to be nice to each other, because it, I can message Colton and say something really mean, but if I hear like if I hear him being sad or like hear that he's just another person like me, you know, it's a lot easier to, I don't know, to to have a little sympathy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like people are going to, you know, some toxic people will still be toxic in voice chat, but in general, you will not say nearly as bad things, you know, with your actual voice to a person that you would type to somebody who you're not, you know, seeing or hearing any response to. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 just a fact that when you actually have to say it and especially like if you can hear them responding it's gonna be a lot less extreme not to say that you're not gonna again you'll still have some bad actors but it'll be better yeah and and i Um, I don't want to say that like it's perfect and voice chat is absolutely how the game should work and it's really shit that they don't that it doesn't work that way because i don't think it's it's the like a perfect solution i do think that there are problems with it that people would, you know, exacerbate versus just over like, you know, um, I don't text chat. Uh, but I think overall it would be better for the community. And and that's my, that's my argument for it, but awesome. Thank you. Kastrikin. Mm-hmm. Next email from Cal. Hey guys, big fan of the cast. I just wanted to ask for tips on how to solve a common issue I have in solo queue. I'm a plat 80 carry main, although I have played other roles, it's by far the role that I'm best at and what I can usually climb the highest playing. Every couple of games I go into champion select and my whole team decides to pick squishy champs with situational to no CC at all and no peel. As an 80 carry, there isn't really many self-sustaining 80 carries that can be your team's form of engage or disengage. My usual band-aid fix for this is Ezreal since he's pretty safe, but then I end up on a team with absolutely no CC. And this problem happens often enough where I can't really dodge it every time. Do I try a different role that has more options to pick for the team? Is there a secret OP pick I can try? Thank you guys and keep up the good work. Cal. Spoiler, there's never um, going to be a secret OP pick. <laughs> because if it, if it were like no. super giga OP, it wouldn't be secret. Yeah, but I mean, I think that there are some good answers to this question as like an AD carry. What can you do if your team picks a bunch of squishies with no CC and no peel? 
um you know off the bat if you want to stick to pretty meta like i think vigar is really good in that sense that he's got enough stealth peel to be able to exist in a game without cc and be okay um i think you know swain is not as good in that regard but can work and is you know has more health so that he can survive fights there, there are gonna be some swain changes I, too so it may even be more like yeah fun to play. it might be getting better um my i guess then next recommendation which i've been playing a decent amount of in low to mid diamond solo queue is tom kench um i think you know tom kench senna is yep. ridiculously good but i think that tom kench functions just fine in, in bot lane in pretty much any matchup and obviously he is not a traditional ad carry but you know you have a ton of cc you're very tanky and if the rest of your team has a million damage you don't have to be the damage um so that's that's what i've been playing at least in team in you know i had a game where we had like mf top twitch mid ash support and i'm like great we have three marksmen already <laughs> so you know if if i play vane or caitlin or something it's like we're just gonna get rolled but if i play tom kench yeah i'm not gonna have much damage but i, I think that fits the team comp a lot better um and we ended up like trashing in ezreal or tristana pantheon lane i think it was mm-hmm. um but yeah other than that you can always also dodge um or maybe try and convince your support to go double enchanter bot. That is really effective. Yeah, I think your 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 best bet is probably to just lock in a mage. And Colton kind of touched on this earlier, but um, I definitely think mages are more self sufficient in the bot lane. Once you get lost chapter, you really can just clear from infinite range. Like from from the safety of of your tower, you know, you can fully wave clear pretty easily. Uh, I'm thinking someone like a, a Ziggs, a Vigar, like you said, um, a, a Zareth, Syndra, you know, something that doesn't require the help of other people to to just farm. And that's kind of what you really need to be focusing on as as the, the the marksman role, the AD carry role, I guess. The bot lane role is the the actual name. Um, so, yeah, anytime that happens, I would say luck in Ziggs, luck in, you know, a character who can just farm from really far away. And uh, good luck, yeah. Cal. Mm-hmm. Uh, next email is from Broken Banjo. Hi, all. I was listening to last week's podcast on the LP problem, and this may be a silly idea, but in Apex Legends, the ranked system works in the way where games cost LP to enter. Uh, and okay, so he cites that bronze games have zero cost, silver games have a cost of 12 LP, gold games 24, etc. And to gain LP, it takes into account your takes down, takedowns and placements. Um, what do you think of a system that would use a system similar to Apex, but have kill participation and damage percentage traits? You'd have to fine tune it per roll as some rolls would be impacted. Uh, in an example game in gold, you start minus 24 LP. If you're an 80 carry with 80% kill participation, uh, high CS per minute, high damage share, uh, you gain LP. Um, and if you win, you gain more, you lose, you would you would have it reduced a little bit. Um, so you can climb quick if you're useful to the team, slower if you don't help much, uh, but still be able to have a small positive LP for a loss that you played well in. Excuse me. Uh, sorry for the long email, Broken Banjo. Um, 
I think people have definitely suggested this a lot before. Uh, I don't necessarily like the idea of like tracking in-game performance to LP. I think in a perfect world, it would be like it, it would be great. Um, but I think yeah, realistically, it's... it would change the way that people play in a, a way that mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily be the the most fun. Whereas, like, uh-huh. if you are, for example, if you're a zero damage Trinomir or you're a Inting Scion, right? Your kill participation is going to be tremendously low. Your damage share is probably going to be tremendously low. But the a an Inting Scion who has you know fifteen deaths, but forty thousand, um, you know turret damage and, and took every single turret on the game by himself like solo is going to be is going to have been the most valuable player right like that's just straight up how it's going to be um but i don't think that's necessarily reflected in the scoreboard right the pressure that you exerted by dying that many times pushing that many turrets like it's it's going to look like you had a really shitty game and you got carried where in reality like you were the most valuable player on your team yeah so that that i think is that's the biggest issue with this is it's like really hard to accurately measure how well someone played and how effective they were at like contributing to the win um i I think if a system like this were in place it would discourage taking like risky plays i think it would discourage unique strategies like i'm not a huge fan of inting scion or yeah of course it's zero damage trinomir but you know if you play that and play it well, you can absolutely carry games with it. Um, and I don't want to have a system where, where picks like that can't exist or are punished super heavily for playing the game differently. Yeah, exactly. That, that's um, kind of how I feel. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, let's say, a, a support player who never goes to lane because they're, you're constantly ganking from level one, level one you ganked top, and you know how to do that well. And it's like, well, your vision score was low and your proximity to your AD carry was low, so you're only getting plus five for this win, when in reality, maybe you won top, mid, and jungle, and your bottom went even because they knew you were going to do that. Um, you know, I, I don't want them to, you know, force you to play a certain way, Um you know there's i think a little bit where i would i would i'd be okay with it in a very small degree like if let's say your win was you know base plus 15 and then you could have an additional like one through five lp depending on performance um i i'd be more okay with that i wouldn't want it to be primarily based on that right where it's like if you get 15 for your win and it's like you got an S, right now you're getting 18 LP for this game versus if you got, you know, a C, maybe you only get 16. But, but I wouldn't want it to be a lot. Yeah, there's something like beautifully simply simple about like you have to win. And that is that is literally all that matters. You know, sometimes it, it feels really frustrating when you have games where you think you played perfectly and you still lost, you know, because it's, it's not a it's not possible to, to actually one V nine. Um, and you're going to have games where you, you, you feel like, Holy shit, I played the worst I've ever played. And my team was there to carry me. Like I'm so lucky to have won this game. And I, I think like just having it based on, on 
wins and losses is the the best way to do it. Um, I I don't even think there should be like a small amount of LP based on that. I I think like if you won, everyone contributed to your win, and they should all like share in the rewards equally. I guess. Um, I don't know. Just just my thoughts, but yeah the other thing that is tough about that is that it's like gonna be hard to balance in a way that doesn't like artificially inflate or deflate elo um because like if you if you overtune it now everybody's winning more and losing less um especially like in competitive games where everyone's playing well let's say right like if you have a pretty you know low kill game and everybody's got a ton of CS. Everyone's got high kill participation because the only kills happen in team fights that everyone is involved in. You know, great. The losing team all lost 10. The winning team all won 20. You know, as a whole, everyone's ELO, like the average rank of that game went mm-hmm. up. And so then now everybody moves up and you, you know, start having like overcrowding at higher levels. I don't think that that's the primary issue with a system like that but it's another thing that they'd have to consider Um, yeah i i just i'm i'm really wary of changing it from being anything more than winning and losing because then you'll start to to be like uh you'll start to see guides to how to perfectly manipulate the system so you are able to get (laughs) um you know more lp every single time maybe it's really beneficial if you have uh you know if there's a if there's a a time where as a support you will have the option to steal 1000 gold shutdown that will absolutely change the course of a game if one of your carry gets it but you need higher kp to get more lp like and, yeah and it's just or like, let's say in a like game really that you're micro decisions that like mm-hmm. would i think change the game in a in a negative way yeah, I think another example would be maybe like if you lost less in games that you performed well in, let's say, because that was kind of yeah. part of the system is, you know, if I'm jungling and maybe my lanes are not doing well and I say this game is a loss, I'm just going to ignore them. I'm going to go to lanes, steal waves. I'm going to farm camps. I'm going to try and sneak objectives. I'm not playing to win. I'm trying to maximize my gold just so that I can say only like minus 10 as opposed mm-hmm. to minus 15. Um, and I absolutely think that that would happen. People would be like, well, this game is lost. So I'm just going to play to minimize the LP that I lose as opposed to trying to win the game. You know, I'm not going to go for that fight. I'm not going to try to steal the Baron. I'm just going to go farm my Krugs because that's going to give me, you know, it's going to save me one LP. Yeah. And it's just such a, like a minor, like way to think about things. But I really do think like these these little micro decisions would add up to be a lot over the course of you know a whole a whole series uh, a whole season for instance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you for the email, Broken Banjo. Um, and on to the next one from Silver, I believe. Uh, someone brought up the question what champions if they were roommates would make a good sitcom i think that lux and vex would be so funny lux is bright and happy vex is dark and depressing they would have such funny interactions living together complete opposites thanks guys silver yeah i think that's that's probably <laughs> the the winner um that would be so good i'd watch that would it. be good and I, yeah and i love that they're like both you know like 
control burst mages yeah. <laughs> as well right so like you'd, you'd have like a nice little through line connection there where they're like talking about magic or yeah. something or like figuring it all out <laughs> but just absolute opposite. That, that'd be fun <laughs> yeah yeah that'd be a good one thanks silver Next email is from Alpha Ben. Haley Cast Boys, it's Alpha Ben. I'm a top mid Gragas main with a comically skewed MMR. Plus 109 for getting uh, double promoted and minus one for going from 1LP to 0LP. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. So he went 1-1, one one, but he gained 109LP because he was double promoted. And he lost 1LP because mm-hmm. he went from 1LP to 0 Okay. And firstly, I heard on uh, one of the latest podcasts that one of the combos both some of you and some of the listeners would like to master is the different Graggy Barrel combos. I'm just here to reassure you that is 100% just as fun as you think it is. I got into Gragas when his Eternals from a capsule, uh, when he got his Eternals from a capsule and decided to try him out. I knew he had some interesting combos, so I went into the practice tool and tried some out. Little did I know that this would be so much fun that I would spend a full hour in a practice tool. And apparently the practice tool will immediately end after one hour if you do not end it yourself. I did not know that. I had enjoyed it so much that I instantly went back for another hour right after then another hour the next day. Needless to say, I got the combos down after that and started climbing with him. Uh, So much that it has become a joke in our friend group for whenever one of us wants to pick up a new champ, someone will say, yeah, just spend three hours in practice tool and you'll be fine. (laughs) Secondly, one of the aha moments someone mentioned was learning that Malphite ult was a skill shot and how a combo that someone wanted to master was the basic WQ combo. And that got me thinking how similar uh, those two are. A dash with an AoE knockup, the main difference, besides one being a, an ult, is one is a skill shot and one is a point and click. Uh, that thought made me ask this question, what skill shot would you change to a point and click and what point and click would you change to a skill shot? This sort of thing has already happened with pre-rework Pantheon and Rise Q, as well as Rengar E, but I wanted your opinion on what you would change. Sorry about the long email. I'm sorry, long about the sorry email, Alpha Ben. Wait, was, was Rengar's old E point and click? I don't remember that at all. Um, I don't remember it ever being point and click, but it might have been. I feel like it. Pro- he's probably not wrong. But I don't know. I'll, I'll look on the oh, on the wiki while uh, while we respond to this. Um, yeah, I mean the yeah. Gragas combo seems really fucking fun. Just being able to say like Bomba the whole fucking time would be hilarious. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. Three hours in a practice is a lot yeah all right what what ability um, would you change um from skill shot to yeah i would probably change uh nautilus q to a skill <laughs> shot <laughs> um ha, it's, it's, it's a, a joke one. because mm-hmm. that thing is so obscenely wide that if you ever miss it you're doing something wrong <laughs> I, I don't understand how that that's like not nerfed anyway um thing something i would change to a skill shot or change from a skill shot to a point and click um hmm. the, I, like, I feel like in general they're pushing a lot more towards making like everything a skill shot um and i i think that's better for the game because i think point and clicks can be very unfun yeah. um 
It's tough. I, I It's tough to think of an ability that you think would be better the other way around because it's been that way for so long. I Yeah, I mean, like... I actually, I, I don't know if I would change anything. Like, I think the abilities that... I don't think there's any frustrating abilities that are point and click at the moment for me that I feel like they should be skill shots, I suppose. Y yeah. Um, like I'm really at a loss for... Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm yeah I'm I'm at a loss like, right now of like okay so maybe the other way around I think and this one. is a character that has existed a change that has existed like would you change zillions to go back to being point and click is yeah Q? zillions Q or do you, um, or do you like the the skill shot aspect of it I think it it's much more healthy as a skill shot yeah, I yeah, think it's really slow what, what do you think what do you want no I I don't want his Q to be point and okay. click interesting um i think that would be worse for the character um yeah i i i, I this is i don't know why this is so hard but i'm just not able to think of like a good one mm -hmm. that i can come up with right now yeah i suppose i'd be um i'd be fine with if they changed rexi alt to uh to a skill shot <laughs> um where it's like you can cast it once you've triggered damage i guess but i i really like how it functions now i suppose i'm fine with it the thing that it irritates me is like when a rex is ahead and you dodge everything and they just like yeah, smite are you are they like prowler's clara are you and you're like okay great yeah. that, that that was Maybe Prowler's Claw, honestly. Prowler's being a skill shot Instead would be of... really interesting, actually. Yeah, the only thing that would suck about that is that then they could use it to escape yeah. as well. You know what? No, I'm I'm um, gonna make no changes. No changes. No changes. Fair enough. Thanks, uh, thanks, Ben. All right. You stumped <laughs> us. Next email from Mirror Mango. Hey all, long time listener, first time emailer. I recently stopped playing League as I felt unmotivated to continue after trying to grind gold. My main account used to have a 60% win rate and I capped at silver one. I was honestly so happy that I was able to make it that far since last season I was around the same area. The next set of games I had played went completely downhill for me. I lost almost all of my games and I'm now bronze one with 50%. I haven't played for the last couple months as I kept trying to play more and more, but my LP gain was around 13 while my losses were close to 15. Tried to stay positive, but after grinding that hard to lose it in just two days, it was honestly heartbreaking. It's been about a month or so, and I remembered hearing that I should try making an alt account to practice or try to get higher than on my main. So far, it's been great. I placed low gold and was able to hit gold one, I'll be aim and I'm aiming for plat. Uh, appreciate the community you guys have and the wonderful feedback you have. Sorry for a long email, but I was wondering how I can try to get my main to about the same rank. Put so much time into it that I don't want to just toss it aside. Thank you for the podcast as well, Mirror Mango. Um, I mean, I think the reality is just that, like, if you are at gold one on your alt and you're not losing a lot, then you will win games if you start playing in bronze again. Um, I think it's really a mental block thing. Um, you know, I, I tend to perform better in ranked on my alt account. I haven't really been using it the last two seasons. 
but prior to that I, I would almost always perform better on my alt account um, I, I don't know why but if you're gold one on your alt you can absolutely get to gold on your main you'll just need to put some time in to do it if you're losing a little bit more than you win again that's frustrating but you know focus on the same things you did to get gold whether it be you know really working on csing better or increasing your map presence or not dying as much like take those skills and you can bring it to that other account and you will win more games yeah i am to to fix uh, an account that is is stuck you just you just have to play a bunch and that's really like the only thing that i can say about that um i don't know that's just that's just the best way to 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 approach it you know is to Mm -hmm. and even if your mmr is not in a good spot and you're winning less than you you know lose on losses like you can still climb like even like right now i'm in the middle of a very hot streak um where i went from like d4 30 points to d3 90 points right now I'm losing more points than I win, and most of my games are like all plat players, mm-hmm. um, right? Like I'm one game out of D two, and I think my last game had seven plat players in it. Wow, because um, my MMR is in a in a bad spot, but you just kind of got to keep playing, and it'll eventually normalize. Yeah, and uh, that's the best way to go about it. You know, I've we've all had accounts that were stuck, and you know, where had to just push through you know 200 300 games to to get through to the next like to where we wanted to be and sometimes we didn't even get there um but mm-hmm. uh, you know sp- with, like with one account it's so much more than just a one season journey where like you, you know how you perform this year is going to impact next year but how you perform that year is going to impact the, the year after that so all it takes is like a couple strings of of really good years and you get to be like super cracked MMR where like Aiden, for instance, has insane MMR and it's because he's, he's strung together a couple, a couple seasons of like really high quality solo queue, like gameplay where, you know, now he only has to play, I don't know, 20 games to get from where he started to, to D D one, you know, masters, wherever he wants to be. Um, and it, it's just like, a sticking with it and realizing that you know it's going to be a long-term project i i guess to fix it Mm -hmm. and and i would also then like you know mention that you know especially like in this case where you had like a massive string of losses you know now that you have an alt you can use that or you know remind yourself to take a break if you're in the midst of a really you know big series of losses I, i think a generally good rule to play by is you know two losses in a row take a break even if it's just like a little uh, like 10 15 minute like walk or watch a youtube mm-hmm. video something to to get you out of that like i need to queue up again to like i'm rage queuing you know like i i Colton yeah. and i absolutely do that like a bunch and there's a reason why like aiden doesn't do that and he's higher rank than we are not to say that's the only the, the only factor, but it, it certainly helps when you in, yeah, when you aren't like throwing it's... away you know twenty games in a in a two hundred game sample size. Mm-hmm. Like there, yeah, we're we're certainly not maximizing our chance to win by doing that. 
Um, and there are definitely plenty of other reasons why he ends up higher ranked than us. But like one of them is that you and I both throw away a lot of winnable games because of the mindset we're in when we press play. Game. Oh yeah. I, I recognize, I recognize that I get into a, a, a mindset where I'm like, I don't fucking care if I'm losing like eight games I'm playing until I win. And that's really, really bad because <laughs> mm-hmm. that win doesn't yeah. come very quickly most of the time yeah and then i'm i'm really bad about like playing around thresholds that are pretty unimportant um where like i know aiden memed me about it on the show one day where it's like i'll join you for games if i'm in d3 <laughs> yeah. or if i'm below 50 yeah <laughs> um but like i I, i'm bad about doing that where it's like okay i maybe i was at 99 and i just lost a game it was a really bad game but i say well if i win one more like i can make it or like a lot i lost two and i say shit i need to be back up so that i can be one game out of something and then now i'm like four games out because i just kept playing um but all that to be said you know good luck getting your main back to where you want it and you know just do your best to not tilt play smart and again if you're if your gold's won on your other account there's no reason that you should not be able to climb out of bronze into silver and back into at least gold mm-hmm. four like you can do it yeah thanks mango thank you yeah and i believe the last yep. email is from Weabooby. Hey boys, it's been fun listening to your weekly show. However, I won't be able to listen for a few months as I'm going through basic training. You guys help me a lot with learning League and I appreciate that a lot. With love, Weabooby. Sent from my Bell <laughs> Samsung device over Canada's I, largest I only network. included that because it was so fucking wild. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, uh, hey, there'll be lots of episodes to listen to when you get back yeah exactly and you know maybe uh maybe tell tell all the boys that you're in basic training about league cast and how how they need to start playing league of legends True, they definitely they... won't bully you <laughs> i promise yeah they definitely won't <laughs> um but yeah thanks for the email good luck in basic training and uh thanks for the support of the show Weeaboo. yeah that'll do it for this episode of league cast thank you guys so much for listening uh, if you want to send us an email, it is mail at leadcastpodcast.com. You can watch us on Twitch at KingLardOut at BlueBasket at LeadcastFrost. Tweet at us at LeadCast on Facebook. We are LeadCast. Visit our website, leadcastpodcast.com. Join our Discord server, discord.gg forward slash LeadCast. Support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash LeadCast. And thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.